Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, our Christmas extravaganza. My name is Ryan Klaus. And my name is Danny Cleary. This is episode 21. And as always, we a are Chris, not, A Christmas story. I was going to do it and you cut me off. We are not priests. We are not theologians. Oh. We are just two Catholic dudes. And we're talking about our faith. And today, <laughs> we're talking about Christmas. We're talking about Christmas. Man. Uh, Tomorrow we, is Christmas Eve. It's not, though. It's not. But for all of you viewers, right. tomorrow is Christmas Eve. Unless you're listening in the future. Then tell us what it's like in the future. What are the flying cars like and the hoverboards? Are they cool? <laughs> Guys, it's super late. It's super late. We, Danny drove down here. Today, today's Gaudate Sunday for us. Not anymore. Oh, man. We're, it's Monday. It's Monday now. All right. Danny drove down. We filmed last week's episode, and now we're filming Christmas. And it's like one in the morning. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get it done. We're rolling through because like in the last episode, we were talking about you do what it takes. If something's important to your life, you do what it takes to get the job done. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're uh, rocking our Christmas suits. Yeah. I didn't I didn't put on a collared <laughs> shirt. I just put this jacket on over so I couldn't even wear the tie. I got but it on. We, as we're talking about the attention to detail yeah. and like putting it over, I was like, uh, but I didn't want to put on a collared shirt. So... But uh, yeah, so we, the funny story about these suits is we bought them, Ryan got his for like, you posted on our Instagram, you did like a music video. Yeah. So a couple years ago, my buddy, Jamie Lewis, uh, if you guys are into like super amazing bass players, uh, not like the fishing, like bass, like bass, okay. Uh, he's the bass. bass. (laughs) People, it's spelled the same. They, when they see they're like. I always forget if it's bass or bass. It's bass, okay? He's a bass player on YouTube, Jamie Lewis. Uh, he's like one of the top-rated YouTube musicians out there. So he's a friend of mine, and I got to go and I did a few. We did that Thriller video that I that I put out there, and then and the like the Christmas next year or whatever. Yeah, we did. No, it was just the what's it called? Uh, uh, it's that Christmas. this Christmas. This Christmas, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did that. That was like three years ago already. But you know what's funny? The, the Thriller video that we did. It has like eight hundred thousand views. Nice on his channel, and then I go and I look it up. That Christmas song, it has like fourteen hundred. <laughs> it's funny. I Dang. was like, sometimes just things things pick up. Things yeah. pick up. They they just they just click. So, but yeah, we so I got that for that video, and then we're like, dude, let's let's wear these for uh, a Christmas party at our church. Yeah, we had a staff Christmas party, and uh, Ryan and I showed up in these full on. We had pants and everything that matched, like full on Christmas suits. Yeah, and uh, it was a big. Big talking point. Yeah, everyone else was just like whatever like, outfits, and we're just like coming in to the to the nines in our Christmas suits. I mean, these are like also they're yeah, like they're, paper they're like from Target. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally like I'm wearing a piece of paper. I right feel like now. I'm gonna rip mine. So. <laughs> but the the coolest picture we've ever taken is like after that Christmas party, we went over and we, we did, had to like decorate did, the the tree at the front. Yeah, we did the, like a photo vestibule. shoot. Yeah, <laughs> and so I was, it's it's me putting the star on top of the tree, but like Danny's lifting me up. <laughs> yeah. We'll post it on our Instagram so yeah. you guys can see it. It's pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, we we still got the suits and we're like. <laughs> We got to wear them for the podcast. So yeah. another incentive for you guys to be watching on YouTube. Yeah. So you can, I mean, once See you. Us in our, you <laughs> could just, or it'll probably be a photo and then that'll be the end of it. That's the end of it, right? Uh, we're Again, we're in our new location. One of our new locations. This is the place that I'm living at. It's got a already built-in podcast studio. It's pretty cool. So this is possibly the backdrop that you'll be seeing on some episodes. The but I'm digging it. I'm digging it. It's cool. We're like yeah. closer. You yeah, know? we are closer. Uh, for sure. The other the other table was a 
it's kind of far away. We're a little distant, so yeah. we get to connect with with each other. And uh, I don't know, maybe you guys can see less than because they it was also like you only see, especially when we had a guest yeah, on. I didn't see my pants. Yeah, we get to turn towards the camera a little bit. Yeah. When we get a guest on, though, like, we would always be like talking to the guests, and like they literally just see the back of like this mop of hair I, the whole I time. I do like the circular table. It's kind of cool, right? Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, comment in if you like the circular <laughs> table or if you like seeing the back of my head the whole time. Yeah. So Christmas, Christmas, we're here. How did it? How did it happen so quickly? I know. Can't. It's crazy. Um, but you know, here we are. We, it, you know, Christmas is different uh, for you for the first time with your new job. You know, you've been doing kind of the same Christmas routine for the last however long you've been doing it at Holy Cross. Yeah. And uh, it's actually throwing off my routine a little bit, too, that you not being there. Because I used to go to, like, every Mass because we'd all hang out afterwards. Right. So, uh, what's What do you got going on for Christmas this year? I saw a, a funny meme the other day. It was just a two – it was like a, a two-parter. The first part was, like, somebody asking a little kid a question is, like – it's like, what are you excited for for Christmas? Or like, what's, what, what do you, yeah, something like that. And then the next, uh, the next slide, they go like, nothing. My parents are musicians. Because <laughs> oh, like, like, it was just, we don't have time to do anything else this entire season. We're rehearsals, we're right. preparing, we're playing at 30 different Christmas masses. So that's kind of the way I feel about uh, the situation right now. Right. So it's like such a magical season. I'm like, I mean, we're when we're recording this, there's only a few like nine days left to to shop, and I'm like, I have not even thought about shopping for anyone in my family yet because sure. I've just been like inundated with planning, with printing out copies, with organizing, with hiring musicians, with running rehearsals, and then you know, actually, I'm I'm doing five. I'm playing it and directing five masses. I'm in charge wow. of overseeing seven of them, and it's just. It's pretty crazy, you yeah, know. So yeah. I have like I have like, change from your normal two. No, I, I used to do three. Three. Actually, oh, yeah, St. Julie's. It, right. My Christmas Eve was always pretty crazy because I would do one at five o'clock at St. Julie's, and really quickly I'd have to drive the fifteen minute drive for to Holy Cross yeah. for seven thirty, and they would like I would have people already setting up and getting ready because I would just pop in like at about seven ten, and we would start like prelude music at seven fifteen. Right. Um. And there, and then like right after that mass, the the adults would start coming in for our. 10:30 midnight mass. Uh, that that I don't know when that became a tradition. Like I remember as a kid going to midnight mass at midnight. Was that really? a thing when you were a kid or no? Uh, I it may have been a thing. Yeah. What just nothing we ever we always went to like 7:30. Right, right, right. Because we'd always go with my grandma at 7:30, and then my dad we would drive around and look at Christmas lights. Okay. So that was like our thing. But like my new church, their midnight <laughs> mass. In quotes again, I'm I'm air quoting. If you're listening, uh, it's at 10 p.m. That's their the latest mass. So like, at your church is Covington, do you guys have a true midnight mass still, or is it earlier? And and what does that say about where our culture is at? I and mean, is midnight mass Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Well, okay, there's different masses in the lectionary cycle. So if you look, if you go to usccb.com.org.gov.dot.dot.net. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's different options for reading. So if you're celebrating mass, it's probably like the kids mass for every church, like the 4 p.m., yeah. 4.30. Technically, is that too early to be celebrating mass for a, a vigil? Anyways, whatever. Um, it's like always the children's mass. They have the children's choir. It's at my church too. It's 4 p.m. Anyways, there's a mass. Because they have to go to bed at like 6 because Santa comes. Santa comes. Yeah. You got to get out the milk and cookies. And what, uh, what, what do you put out for reindeer carrots? 
Put out the carrots, carrots for the reindeer. Some people have like reindeer food. We never did that in my family. It was just milk and cookies. Yeah. Um, but so in the lectionary, there's there's a set of readings for that that time of masses. They call it like the that's like the Christmas vigil, mm-hmm. right? And then then the midnight mass. It's called Christmas at at the nighttime at the night or something like that in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's for those those later masses. And then there's then there's a like a, a dawn a set of readings for if you celebrate like a six a.m. mass or something like that on Christmas. I've heard of that for Easter. I didn't know that was a Christmas thing. Yeah, unless I'm I might be mistaken. It's again late. And then there's another one for Christmas morning. Now, somebody might you guys can yell at me, and I don't know why I'm just saying this, but I'm always my own worst. Um, like liturgy police when it comes to picking the right responsorial psalms and and songs that go with that lectionary cycle. But like the psalm that speaks to me for Christmas is uh, "Today Our Savior Is Born," which is Psalm I forget off the top of my head. But that's the one that was in the lectionary cycle for the nighttime masses. Okay. And so yeah, go ahead and yell at me if you like the if you don't like that I do this, but I'm going to do that for all the masses. Um, instead of doing the psalms for the other that are recommended for the other masses. Cause like, I don't know, that's, that's, I think it, it, it gels together all the readings for, for me in terms of being a liturgist. Okay. So, um, I don't know. Uh-huh. So bring it, bring it on. Cool. Let's, let's debate. So yeah, those are the, the, the different lectionary cycles. Why, why do we get on this? What, what uh, is, that's your thing, man. <laughs> that's uh, my uh, thing. It's all good. It's, it's weird. So I've always just been a music director. Now I'm in charge of liturgy as well. So I'm a full-time really expanded music and liturgy. Yeah, your, yeah. your whole thing. So I, I, gotta, I, I, be, I used to just go to mass. I would go with my family at 730, and then I would hang out and go to 1030 because uh, you and my brother were in the choir. So then we'd all – we used to – remember we used to go to Denny's. Denny's was our thing <laughs> after mass, yeah. Uh, Denny's closes now. Oh, yeah. In, in where we live. Right, right, right. Um, so again, comment in. Do you guys have a true midnight mass or is it early? And do you have a 6 a.m. or like a, a sunrise mass? Because I know that's more of an Easter thing, but I think some churches still do that for Christmas. Yeah. I am thankful, even though I kind of like the uh, the pious nature of a true midnight mass, uh, I would be a wreck if we had to do, if I did music at midnight and then I'd get home at like 2.30 in the morning and, and then I, wake up and do a 6 a.m. And I was I like, think, get out of here. I think that's probably why it changed at like our parish because we only had one priest for the time being. And like, right, you're doing midnight mass. You're getting home at like what, 1.30, 2 in the morning? 2 probably. You know, and then you're shooting back over for, you know, 7 ma- 7.30, 7.45 mass, 8 o'clock mass. Right. That's that's tough. It's you a wanna lot. Give, you want to give each mass your best. Exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, we talked about that in, la- in the last episode. Like, Christmas and Easter, uh, that's when you get so many people coming into church that don't often do it. What do you CEO Catholics? Yep. They're Christmas and Easter only. Mm. So use that as an opportunity to evangelize them and put your best foot forward and make sure those liturgies are absolutely beautiful. And if you're not getting enough rest as a priest, you know, then yeah, maybe it's time to make that decision to make that midnight mass early because you want to be able to wake up refreshed the next morning and deliver that that homily or be so inviting to people and make that liturgy absolutely special and make people want to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyways, let's talk about something fun. Uh, Christmas movies. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Favorite Christmas movie. Probably it's got Field be- of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took place over a long time, so maybe they're no okay. Um, I'm going to say Christmas Vacation, Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation. Okay. 
I, I watch uh, I watch it every year. I haven't watched it yet, but I got to squeeze that in. Sure. Mine is always Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All right. I love that movie. I think the second, I like Home Alone. It's not like a Christmas, but it's, it's, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, well, see, I was having this debate the other day, and uh, it, the, like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or is Home Alone a Christmas movie? Because, right. like, they're not really about Christmas. Right. They happen around Christmas time. Yeah. But, like... I think... Everyone said, or uh, Die Hard's always one that people debate. Uh, you know, that's, it's not really, but it, 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 there's the song they play at the end is a Christmas song. Sure. Uh, it's the most wonder, I, I, but, but like Home Alone, I think is a Christmas movie. Uh, okay. John Williams' score of Home Alone is on point and they strategically had him score all these songs that sound like other Christmas songs, sure. So like when they're all when they miss their flight, and the and the, the score that plays in the background is like exactly like that the 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 really fast one from the Nutcracker, like everything just like it just feels Christmassy in the music and the look and the feel like it, it's it's a Christmas movie to me. Cool. Yeah. I I think they're both Christmas. I think anything that you want to feel like it's a Christmas movie, it's a Christmas movie. Like I'm not really too particular. Sure, why not? Let it be a Christmas movie. Sure. Do you feel Christmassy when you watch it? Christmas movie. Yeah, Diary's a great movie though. You know, love it. Like uh, that uh, ABC Family when they used to do Twenty Five Days of Christmas, they put like Harry Potter on that because there's a one scene in Harry Potter where they sell it, where they're at <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> so you know what makes people mad sometimes? I haven't seen most of the Harry Potters. <laughs> I haven't seen the last two. <laughs> like I don't even know how it ends. Maybe. Uh, maybe uh, Voldemort. I don't remember. I've only seen Voldemort them. I've probably wins. seen them one way, th- one time through. So yeah, uh, I'll get there sometime. Um, so, anyways, but yeah, I just uh, I was having I was always going the the Christmas movie debate with I've been having it with the teenagers at church a lot recently at youth ministry. Uh, because what, of, what qualifies it as well, a Christmas we, we've movie? We've been doing the the Elf versus the Grinch debate because they're they're very similar like yeah. comedies. Okay. Uh, we've been having that big debate, so and I will always advocate for the Grinch. That was pretty good. That was a good okay. movie. I just think the Grinch is a lot. I think Grinch is funnier, and I think that overall the message is better. All right, how does it speak to you? Uh, I just you know that that he pretend I'm an I'm I'm Team Elf. How how are you going to sway me? To I join I would say that the Grinch, Grinch, the end of the the Elf is about you need the spirit of Christmas to make Santa, you know be able to deliver his toys there or something like that that was it that like you and the world needed more christmas spirit mm-hmm. but it was you know it was about still the spirit of the of of santa and elves and all that stuff and which is great and, and it, it whatever it's a it's a movie but the grinch was about at the end it was him improving as a human or as a as a whatever, whatever he, he is, is. <laughs> to Learn that it wasn't just about the stuff, but it was about the the connection with people and the love for people. And during the holidays, it's about you know putting being your best self and and caring for one another, regardless of what you have or how much or how little. But to care for each other, no matter what your circumstances may be. Uh, and that's why I like the Grinch. Yeah, so. It's beautiful. I heard somebody. <laughs> it was I think it was another meme. They said. Every if you look at everything that the Grinch had in his like lair was all stuff that was thrown out by yeah. the, the by people from the village. Yeah. Does that mean someone threw out the dog? I hope. 
Max? Max, that's his name. Yeah, I hope not. That'd be sad. But maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, man. Um, anyway. Favorite Christmas song? Um, I don't even. I didn't have an answer when I oh, asked you. Oh, Come Emmanuel. Okay, so that's like Adman song. Yeah, but I, it's on but my Christmas like playlist. The, like the traditional oh, wait, version. Yeah, I guess, or either that, or uh, I like uh, "Last Christmas" by Wham. What? I love that song. No, that's not even a Christmas song. We were talking about like why not? They just the be- the first words are "Last Christmas," and then he just talks about um, was it "Last Christmas." I was just recently listening to that. I guess here's the it's deal. It's a breakup when, song, and then he just says that it happened around Christmas. Okay, then if the I can't give you a specific Christmas song, okay. but music that I will associate with Christmas for the rest of my life okay. is the Carpenter's Christmas album. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Because, we have we talked about it on the podcast? I don't remember. I don't know. My my dad, for since I've been, can remember, we don't start opening presents until Carpenter's is on. I think that's why we became best friends because my family had the exact <coughs> same tradition. So little altar boy, that's my favorite song. Little altar boy on their double. It's a double, the double album, yeah. the Christmas oh, yeah. album, and it's like it's like the elves are like painting a portrait of them on the cover. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah. we had the actual record of that. Oh man, or like two or double record or whatever. Wow, it's like we had a record. That's how old. <laughs> but we had a record player, and we would put on the record while we opened presents. Yeah, and but the and same it just, deal. It just we, played all day. Like we could not open presents till we turned those on. Yeah. Or do we put that on? Yeah. Uh, anyone else have that? Is is that just us? And is like, do we be, do we just become best friends because of that, or is that like a common thing? Is this everyone's tradition? No. I have no idea. My dad loves, and, and now I will. I love the Carpenters' Christmas. Karen Carpenter, oh, amazing voice. So yeah. sad. Yeah, but uh, so I guess that would be my favorite Christmas music is the Carpenters. Yeah. I, just because of all the memories that it holds in my heart. Yeah. Like, oh man, that album is just gorgeous. Yeah. It's dynamite. Uh. Yeah, Christmas music for me. Um, oh, uh, we talked about it on a podcast before with Brendan. The uh, the Christmas Christmas Eve Sarajevo. So the, the the one we did uh, that we played for the the closing song where we just you know the medley, the medley, the mashup, and the mashup of all the, the no, rock and roll, Carol the bells. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, oh, Holy Night. You can't yeah. beat it for me. It's Oh Holy Night. Sure. Uh, it's like we talked about it last last week. The the skit that you do for the retreat. No matter how many times I've seen that skit, I cry. I don't know if I cry for Old Holy Night, but it gets me. You know. Yeah. It's just it's such a powerful powerful song, and music speaks to people so much that like, um, and that song in particular, it's just it's moving. Yeah. Whether I'm singing it, where somebody else says it, where I'm just listening, where I'm playing, it doesn't matter. So here's a question for you then. How do because this has been a big phenomenon lately, and it's been a big question we've been asking in the church for a long time is how do we keep Christ in Christmas? Because Christmas is probably the most commercial holiday, right? It has become the most commercial holiday, absolutely. But how do we, as Catholics, make Christ the center? You're asking me, or are we asking? Yeah, well, I'm I'm asking generally, but I'm asking you because you're the only one here. That is true. Anybody else? Bueller? Um, how do we make... Or how do you? How do I make it, make Christ the center of Christmas? Yeah. Well, again, I, I'm always focusing on on everything that I do liturgically. And, and, right. and again, turning turning our faith up to 11 on our social media presence and everything. And, and 
I mean, I haven't had time to think about any of the secular part of Christmas yet, but everything that I do is showing all the work that we're putting into liturgy and putting into the focus of, of the Mass and the fact that we're going to celebrate Christ's birth and we're going to celebrate Him coming into our lives, right? right? And so the presents are nice. The way I say, you know, everybody always says this. I said this a little prior to my, to the kindergartners that I was running rehearsal from. I was like, the presents are nice, but the real presence of Christ in our heart is what it's all about. Right. And so, but yeah, how do you get past the noise of the secular Christmas? That's, that's the question. And I, I don't have an easy answer right now. I don't know if you have, I don't, I don't really either. I, I would say that make sure that every time that like all the great things that come from Christmas, the, the, the feeling of the giving season, the joy, the excitement, the, you know, the cookie making and the decorating and all that good stuff that comes from it. All of that comes from Christ. Like our first joy should be that we have Christ and then, and because of Christ's birth, we get to celebrate all this great stuff in all these cool ways. Yeah. And it's like we said, <laughs> it should stem from it should, the right. joy of Christ. Knowing that, yeah, it stems from the joy of Christ and we're, we get these feelings this time of year. It's a little bit of nostalgia, but it's a little bit of just the fact that uh, it's, it's, you know, treating your neighbors with kindness and goodness and love. And that's what Christ's message is all about. And we don't have to just feel that way in December. Right. You know, in, in March when we're, when we're bogged down by schoolwork and, and, and work at your, at your career or whatever, like you can feel that same joy and love of Christ. Right. Always. Well, and yeah. And I think that like, it's, it's making it, Adding, incorporating faith into these traditions. Uh, I'll give an example of uh, when I was little, we would always, Christmas Eve, we'd go to Mass, and then we'd always come back, and there was always, like, we had books on, like, the coffee table, as de- decorations, that we'd, and we'd read them as kids. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, Twas the Night Before Christmas and stuff like that. But we always had this book called uh, The Small One, and it was about a donkey that, like, this kid was trying to sell this donkey because he was too small. And uh, nobody wanted to buy it because he was, like, too small and he sucked and whatever. And then they sold it to this couple that was traveling a long way and ended up being Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. That he sold. But it was – so it made the Christmas story a relevant, you know, moment in the, on our Christmas Eve. Yeah. Like, remember, guys, that we're reading all these stories about Christmas, and this is one of those stories. This is the, this is the main focus. And so my I, I really commend my parents for always incorporating that into – the traditions and things like that. So, you know, yeah. little stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's making it a priority as parents too yeah. for your kids to pass on those traditions because there's so many secular traditions and a lot of them are great. That's cool. They're fun. Um, but making sure that they know also why we're doing this, why that, what's the importance of this season. And so like throwing in those little, those little books like that, that's, that's wonderful. That's yeah. amazing. Um, can it, being able to connect, together with a family through through the love of Christ in this season and I think that will help inspire people to take that feeling that you get again and and carry it throughout the rest of the year yeah yeah so little things like that now we, we the exciting part is we, we were diving in we were, we were talking about the gospels about because we always hear like the Christmas story on like I think that when we tell the Christmas story or when you see it on TV or when you hear about it in songs or whatever, they get mashed together. 
right? Where like everyone's nativity is like they take the good whatever parts they want to take from. Yeah, all, the nativities are all everything's all swished together. Yeah, but like the shepherds and the magi are in two completely different gospels. Mm-hmm. Um, we, were, we were talking about that. Like the Gospel of Matthew is like literally like super short. It's like eighteen. It's to like twenty. It's like verse eighteen to twenty-five. Cliff Notes version. And then the magi is its whole other separate uh, group of verses. And then the Gospel of Luke is like it explains the census and it goes all the way through about the manger and the shepherds and the angels and all I this love crazy that stuff. one. I love that one now. Luke's sure. Gospel. I didn't understand it at all when I was a kid. I'm like, why are we hearing about the census? What does this have to do with anything? Yeah. But I heard I heard Bishop Barron uh, give a little YouTube talk about it, and it's so cool because it's, what was he, what was it's just the sh- the sheer contrast of Caesar Augustus represented everything that was powerful in this world. He was the most powerful person yeah, on the Yeah, I mean, he on the commanded, planet. go and roll wherever you came from. Yeah, and so it's that was the way to display this worldly power as at the start of that gospel reading. And then completely, how Jesus comes and everything he does in this world is completely contrasted and, and opposite yeah. of what we would expect. And so, yeah, we thought that when, when our... When, Jesus would come down here that he would come with with armies and like you know take him in but he yeah. came in the most humble yeah. the most uh, opposite way that we thought as as a helpless little child defenseless yeah. uh, you know in the most you know n- not in a palace right you know in you know in the scriptures it says in a manger in a stable yeah you know so and a manger like again everything is is a little bit more um romanticize when you're a kid you know you see oh he's in this little manger but it's literally a food trough yeah. for pigs literally they just I, put like some cloth down what, like that or, right but like it's probably but, nasty yeah i and mean like it, it the, the the beautiful little the, the little creches and things that are put in churches it's like oh this looks so nice like was, that wasn't so it was, probably, it was dis- probably freezing cold disgustingly dirty smelled so bad mm-hmm. like there's so many symbol. It's, there's so many beautiful symbolisms in in the way he came, is you know because he was in this food trough. Like Jesus is our bread of life, and he was literally. Wow, I never even thought about that. Really? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He was he was right there. I just rocked your world you right just now. Rocked my world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you know, he, look at Ryan coming up with the the theological <laughs> cool you, stuff. You didn't think I could? I'm always the comic relief, but I gave you one wow. theological yeah, nugget, that's nugget for you. Yeah. So he, Jesus was right there, like essentially on you know on a, on a plate for you know yeah as as the bread of life. And then they also wrapped in swaddling clothes. So that was they're all everything was kind of like. Um, symbolizing the way he would die and his yeah, death and everything wrapped, too so like wrapped in swaddle that's that's the way he, that they would bury somebody right 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 yep I, that, that i knew that one and when we when we talk about the uh, the epiphany there's there's a lot of symbolisms there with his his um we'll we'll, we'll get into yeah it i always saw like episode. i liked one that was like because it's always depicted that like mary rode in on a donkey or they rode a donkey to bethlehem and then yeah. like jesus like famously rode in on a donkey to jerusalem yep. before uh his passion and and, and death and that was like that, like Mary rode into the world, you know, to bring Jesus into the world, rode in on a donkey. And on Jesus' last place he rode on earth, he rode in on a donkey. Exactly. I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> super cool. It's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that contrast in the gospel, again, uh, having, having the, the everything powerful in this world and then talking about the real the, Savior. The true, the, the true the power. true power. Coming in in the most humble way. Right. Outstanding. And not and not with armies uh, of you know 
people with with uh, whatever they had spears and pikes and swords <laughs> right? but and whatever. but with an army of angels that's mo- more powerful than anything that you could ever imagine in this world yeah awesome crazy 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 let's take a break and hear about uh any other weird christmas traditions you got yep so one wacky tradition that i've had for the last couple of years and uh it's it's become a thing of its own is my mom has a little like christmas village i think a lot of people have them it's like a you know it's, that's you, a you thing buy, yeah like little villages and people have like it's like their whole they have a whole room of christmas and you have villages. to get like there's so many different brands that you have to get that same brand yeah otherwise they my mom just has like one that she like got at costco and like five buildings and that's it if someone gifts you like i'll give you a figurine or a house from this other one you you have like this giant figure yeah, there they're like no <laughs> so my mom has had the same christmas for years okay. so a couple of years ago i decided like how funny would it be if I put something that didn't belong in Christmas Town in Christmas Pound, nice. So I think I, the first year I did like a polar bear, like up in the in the mountains. <laughs> and mom was like, "What is this?" And then uh, every year I would I would up it. Like I would put uh, the 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 funniest one I ever did is I I went to uh, Michael's the craft store and they have like toys and there was like an ice dragon. <laughs> and I put it on top of a building, just like overtaking Christmas Town, it's like Game of Thrones. Right yeah, there. and uh, the people would come over because they're like, "What is going on with this town?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, Danny, just bleh." <laughs> uh, but honestly, uh, now my mom was like liked it so much that like she decorates it. Like she like now like the Grinch is in there and stuff. And like my brother will send me pictures like mom's kind of messed with Christmas Town, and I, I love it. And uh, that's that uh, you guys are out of the house now, and that's exactly. kind of ways that you can still live on. You know, the tradition, that's, yeah. That, I'm sure that's hard, you know. Parents, empty nesters, yeah. like they're like, oh, whatever silly things my kids did. Like I genuinely miss that now that they're not at home. Yeah, and I, so when, when my brother sent me the picture that my mom had still kind of messed with her own Christmas town because I wasn't there to do it, and I mean, it, yeah, this episode's coming out before I'm going to take care of it beforehand. But like, I I have got some plans. I'm going to still mess with the Christmas town when she's at work or something, and I'm going to nice. So uh, I got some plans. But like right. that was something I always like love to do, and like. It was, it was a fun little tradition. Yeah, yeah. So. I don't really have anything fun like that. I remember when I was really little, my brother was, he had all these like these, these ingenious ideas of how we could like wake our parents up. Because you know, when you're a little kid, you want to oh, get- Oh, it's a big deal. Like, you're so excited to get up and your parents are like, just so excited to sleep in probably. Oh yeah. Well, my dad was rule was like 7 a.m. is when you're allowed to knock on the door. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think they made a rule like that. I don't remember what time it was, but my brother would like- he would like have these notes and he would like slide them under the door and like I, I don't it was every year it got like more and more involved uh, and I'm sure they thought it was adorable we're, of course know, we're, we were like you know 18 and 22 years old no I'm just kidding we were <laughs> we were little kids and we were just like <laughs> <laughs> it was just last year and I was like it was wild uh, yeah now I, I mean I've been out of the house for quite some time and so you know I and like we don't have a big family, like I said, right? So there's not a lot of those traditions that have carried on, but um, you know, it's just it's it is nice to see my folks. Well, and this is a weird Christmas for me because it's my first year ever, first Christmas Eve that like I'm not sleeping at my parents' house. Aww. Yeah, so I'm just gonna like wake up at my own house and drive there in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. It's weird. Adulting. Adulting. Great job. Yeah. You did it. I mean, we have a Christmas tree at our house. Me and my roommates, we all we're all doing gifts and there's stuff like that. But like, we were trying to get this podcast at his house. We would go behind with the Christmas tree there, yeah. but like timing, you get this. You, <laughs> you get, you this get the blinds and Christmas suits. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, interesting. Speaking of uh, other Christmas traditions, is so most good Catholic families, yeah, hopefully, probably <laughs> have uh, have nativity scenes. 
right? My, my family has one. I'm sure your family has one. Yep. Some families I know have like multiple. Mm-hmm. Okay. When do you put Jesus in the nativity? Yeah, like my family. Is he out the whole time? When decorations go up, is he out? Or do you do you wait and not put him out till Christmas Day? I mean, you know, my answer is, you know, we would put him out on Christmas Eve. Yeah. My family was always after we got home from Mass. Exactly. That's then, what we were doing, we, too. We put yep. him there. Yep. Dude, same traditions. Yeah. Lot. But, like, that's probably standard. I'm assuming most of you do that, but didn't, does anyone uh, just leave it, leave Jesus in the manger since, you know, from day one when he put it up? Right. And that's fine if you do, uh, but maybe you'd never thought about it. Right. It's kind of cool. A fun little thing. Okay, but then here's the other question is, where are the magi or the wise men? Okay, so... Uh, for at, at home, right? Not yeah. a, not a mass or a, in your sanctuary space. Uh, at home, yeah, we would kind of like we would leave them off to the side, and yeah. then and then as as the week went on, we would like have them go closer and closer. Yeah, like that's how cool my mom is. My yeah. mom would be like they'd travel. They were like they're traveling, so it would yeah. start on the coffee table, right? And then they'd go to the bookshelf. Ooh, that's pretty. And far. then they'd go to the mantle place. Yeah. And then they'd go here and there. We I think like Christmas Day they ended up getting there. Like we didn't wait until. All the way to the epiphany, maybe right. I can't really remember, but like I remember, like my mom like put in effort. Be like, oh, where did the wise yeah. men go today, boys? And we we're like, oh, this is so cool. Putting in the effort, it's the attention to details, you know. Yeah, it's and what I it's kn- all about. Yeah, and I know at our at our parish, like they they start over at the baptismal font and then they make their way over to the yeah, just the well, it, just over three weeks. So yeah, on yeah. Chris, Christmas Eve they're they're far left, and then uh, the Holy Family Sunday they're like middle. Yeah. And then and then Epiphany, Epiphany they, there. they made it all the way. Yeah, and it's a it's a big deal. And yeah, uh, yeah. and Jesus gets uh, part of Christmas uh, the four thirty Christmas Eve mass, the first one, the children's mass. Do they carry him. They out? carry him in. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, there was like, uh, well, this this might uh, spark some heated debate, but there was like a, a one lady who was in liturgical dance. She was a part of a group or whatever, uh-huh. and so she would use opportunities to do her liturgical dancing. But she she danced <laughs> like with Jesus over her head. Yeah, yeah. So they they like played a song. And she danced him all around the church, uh, and then put him in the manger at the end. Whatever. It was cool. I mean, I, I was really young, but sure. it was a thing. Comment in if you would like Baby Jesus dance to the manger. You know, one of my only like experiences with liturgical dances. Do you remember when we were at Congress that one year and we like randomly stumbled into that like angels? Yeah. Thing, and it was like a Christmassy thing that was with tony alonzo good good yeah friend tony alonzo. And like, was... we, we had our friend uh, monica remember that she was yeah, like yeah. the head of literally i remember it was like the craziest thing i've ever seen i was yeah, like were... i was like this is wild were dancing all over the place it was super cool but i was like this is insane they okay there's there's a lot of very opinionated people on on liturgical dance and there's a lot of very opinionated people on on every, in, in the Catholic world i've learned and and uh it is what it is, but, uh, but our friend, Merry Christmas our friend, to all of you. <laughs> our friend Monica, who does, she's in charge of that group. She does a phenomenal job. In she there. does. I remember I was blown away by this like angel extravaganza. I was like, we yeah. like accident, like we went in there to take a break. Yeah. From like we we're like let's just get away from everything. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so liturgical dance, liturgical dance. Anyway, <laughs> um. But uh, so all of this great stuff we've been talking about today, you know. Comment in. Where do you? When do you put Jesus in? Where do you put your your magi? What are your Christmas traditions? We want to hear from you. We want to talk about Christmas it. movies, Christmas songs. Yeah, the whole shebang. Give us the give us the Christmas download. suits. Um, but the biggest thing about Christmas we talk about is, is is gifts is a big part of Christmas, and a huge gift for us this past year has been this podcast. Truly, uh, and everyone that supports us, and everyone that's watched us, everyone that's tuned in. It's it's really been an incredible thing for us, uh, for our friendship, for our ministries, for our growth and our faith. 
And we hope that it's been a, a welcome part of your faith journeys as well. And we hope to continue to be in 2020. You know, part of your part of your faith life. So thank you for, uh, you know, the gift of of this podcast in our life. Amen. Uh, we, if you weren't listening, then we'd be just talking to we talking to each other. And we do that. We do that enough. Too much. Too much. No, we do it just enough. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's great, and especially because. You know what? Sometimes when when people move away, it's it's like you're like, oh no, we're always gonna be friends, yeah. uh, and you will. But like, it's you kind of just the distance and takes the, takes its toll, and you start going. Yeah, and the busy schedules, right? And there's the, yeah, you have we have busy lives and everything. But like, this gives us an excuse to continue that friendship, right? And to you know, again, we made that commitment to continue this podcast, and so it, it gives us an excuse to keep our friendship as strong as ever. And so we appreciate you guys. Um, giving this this gift of of listening and watching and commenting and being a part of this community with us because that's what makes us continue and that's what's going to help our friendship continue as well yeah. through these these this distance and and this time. Yeah. So with that, uh, I think we're going to wrap up. Uh, comment. We're going to wrap up. We're going to wrap up. Hopefully these. you've already wrapped. Hopefully you already up. wrapped by now. But you know. <laughs> you know, my dad was notorious. Like I think he probably just did it to play with us, but he would always like. We always like, Dad, what'd you get? Well, he's like, oh, I'll figure it out. And then like December 24th, he'd come in like, oh, just made it. I'm like, you, probably <laughs> you were hiding in your car. Nice. Anyway, I was like, you're a legend. Um, anyway, uh, but Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you guys. Uh, you know, as always, follow us on everything, Instagram, Twitter, Do all Patreon, all that, all that good stuff. But have a Merry Christmas. We are praying for you. We hope that you have an amazing day with your family and your friends. Hope Santa brings you everything that you wanted. But we hope more than ever that you rejoice in uh, the Savior is born. And uh, see you on the next one. All right. Peace. Peace.